This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Okay, so I'm going to talk about mapping the universe. So this is the big idea. It's not a new idea. It's something that we've been doing as long as humanity can. Um, but making these maps of the universe, we've actually learned a lot about well, the universe, obviously, but the components of the universe and the physical laws of the universe. And as an example here, I've put up here a picture of the solar system. Just to illustrate as an example, in 1846, the discovery of the planet Neptune was predicted by making maps of the solar system where it just didn't fit the laws of nature that we knew. So we knew either those laws of nature were wrong or there was a new body out there, and that was Neptune. That's how that was discovered. Um, more recently, uh, fast forward 100 years, uh, was the discovery of dark matter, also from maps of the universe that didn't fit. So this is material in the universe that's not made out of the protons and neutrons uh, and electrons that form up most of what you're familiar with, but five times more common is this dark matter discovered, again, by maps of the universe that just didn't fit. Now, in 1998, there was the discovery of dark energy, which is more common than matter or dark matter. Again, maps of the universe that didn't fit. Okay, so what do I mean when I say a map of the universe? Well, here, this is if you just take a picture of the sky. Okay, so this is a picture of the sky from the Hubble Space, Space Telescope. Uh, what you see here are stars and galaxies. Uh, but this is a 2D projection of the sky. So this is what's easy to map out. But you look at this picture, and you can't actually tell some of these objects, they're only a few light years away, they're stars. Some of these objects are about 11 billion light years away, so near the observable edge of the universe. And it's really hard to tell from this picture which is which. So not a very good map, I would say. To make a good map, meaning a three-dimensional map, we need to take what we call spectra, where we take these pictures of the sky, and then we take the light from each one of these objects and split it up into the constituent wavelengths of the light. And then that gives us enough information that we can then determine um, what each object is composed of and how far away it is in the universe. And from this, then we construct a 3D map. Okay, um, but uh, there are a lot of photons coming from the universe. So these maps, if you look up in the sky, in the previous image, there are about 100 billion galaxies that you could see over the sky. Uh, each one of those galaxies has uh, hundreds of billions of stars, and then they're um, radiating photons to us on Earth. Now this picture here is just to demonstrate what you could do if you could build the perfect detector for all these uh, photons from distant galaxies. So this is if you just go up to um, kind of a quiet mountaintop somewhere up in Tilden Park, lay down on the ground, and I'd suggest doing this on a moonless night where you're not being contaminated by all the uh, reflected light from the sun. Um, if you did that, for a whole night, then there are enough 
photons, enough light particles hitting your body from all those distant galaxies that you would get enough information to actually construct a 3D map of all of those objects. Well, actually, so I should say, you'd have to do this at least two nights, okay? So you do that tonight, and then you should come back in six months when the Earth moved to a different part in the solar system and then make the rest of the sky. And you should also go to the South Pole maybe for a night. <laughs> okay, so that would be the perfect detector if you could turn your body into the perfect detector. Uh, we don't have that yet. I wish we did. Um, but we, what we have then are telescopes like, here's the Hubble Space Telescope. It turns out this is not a very good instrument for making these maps of the whole universe. And the reason is this telescope can only see a tiny bit of the sky at once. So it's the field of view that it can see on the sky. It's about the same as if you take uh, an eight-foot-long soda straw and look through it. And then you can move the position of that soda straw every hour and a half. Um, and you can work it out. Then it takes you about, uh, yes, 200,000 years to try to map the sky. <laughs> so that's not the right answer. Um, so what we've done is we've built a special purpose telescope. This is in Apache Point, New Mexico, where we can see a larger patch of the sky at once. So this can see a patch of sky about 40 times larger than the full moon. Uh, and instead of looking at one object at a time, this telescope can look at a thousand objects at a time. And we do this by taking fiber optic cables and then plugging them into the positions of a thousand different galaxies at once. And then we observe those for an hour uh, and then move the telescope and map a different part of the sky. So this little movie here was someone plugging in all these fibers. Unfortunately, they don't actually move quite that fast. That was in fast forward. Okay, so this has been a great way to map the universe where over the last five years now we've mapped the three-dimensional positions of one and a half million galaxies. So this is the premier instrument on the planet right now for making these maps. That's how quickly we can go. So the future is uh, taking that person out of the loop and replacing that with robots that can actually reconfigure uh, the focal plane of telescopes much more quickly. Uh, so what we have here is something we're designing right now at Berkeley Lab, where on the back of a large telescope we'll have 5,000 uh, little robots, each one the size of my thumb, reconfiguring things on the focal plane of this telescope in 60 seconds. And then every 15 minutes we can point to a different part of the universe. And then this map I was showing you that we've uh, painfully constructed over the last five years, we'll be able to do that in ten nights. Okay, then once we finish this, uh, well I should say, so far we've only mapped uh, about half a percent of the observable universe. And I think I have that here somewhere. Yes, here we go. So this is the map of the universe that we've constructed so far. And for those of you, who's, who's already bought tickets for Star Trek on Thursday night? Okay, they'll show something like this in somewhere in that movie, uh, but it differs from this in the notable way that this is the real universe that you actually live in. And I'll stop there. 
You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.